You want to you count it off? You want me to? Now we have to edit that part out. I think we should keep it. This part? Yeah. yeah. Okay. A five. A six. A five. Six. Seven. A wee moo up. 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 A wee Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Joel. Thank you. The first Joel. Joel. Two names of God right there in one. It's awesome. Wow. I'm back. I'm Nathan. I'm Jonathan, and you are a scratchy-throated. I don't even want to go there. Let's not go there. Let's not talk about it. No. Good morning. Good afternoon. This is the first I've seen you in uh, in three weeks, except for a brief encounter on Thursday last week. Yep. I'm glad to see you. I'm good to see you. Glad to be Wait, back. I'm good to see you. I'm glad to see you. We we were going to be recording this episode, and then there was a fire that apparently broke out. Apparently, and, and it still smells like a fire is burning. Gosh, we were running all over this place. Dude, your firefighter instincts kicked, kicked in. kicked in. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, that was good. It was scary. You were I, right there with me, though, and well, so was Drew. Like I, We were all on the same page. I flung my headphones. I was like... <laughs> they hit me in the eye. Did, did I hit you? No. No, everyone, It we... We're getting ready to record, and then this smell just overcame us, and it smelled flat out like structure, structure fire. fire. Yes. Listen yeah. to you, man. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so far, as far as we know, the building is not We're all fire. still here. Still smells like it, though, but now it's resembling more like burnt cheese toast. First of all, I love cheese toast, but I'll only eat it if I have applesauce. That's so, God, you're so funny. So to- bread, I ideally cheddar cheese, although American cheese will work. And then when you put it in the oven, it needs to be brown and bubbling. And then you put the chunky applesauce on each bite, not refrigerated, room temp, which means brand new. Mm. Applesauce. That was me opening the applesauce. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Oh, they didn't. They didn't see it. That's one of my favorite meals. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be back on the saddle. Is it? It's still up for debate. On in the saddle. I am so happy to be with you today. Uh, me too. Episode CN y cinco. 105. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Glad to be back. Talk to us about what you want to talk to us about. No more beating around the bush. I want to talk about half stuff. truths. It's been kind of weighing on me. Because this weekend I was on Twitter, it just got into this spiral. And, and and when you're on one side of the fence, a half truth may be the truth on one side, and then you have the other side, which is another portion, and then you have the muck put together, which gets the truth. And it's really funny how our 
Yeah, I know. Dr. Carroll's eyes get real big. Like, dude, you're not making any sense. But I think no, you, I you do get me. You, yeah, you I totally exactly do. What I, I'm I, saying? Well, 100%. Because then you have, you know, we've all done it. We've all done it. Watch somebody walk up to where we're standing and we have a, a muttered, ugly thing that we've encountered about that person. We say to the person next to us who doesn't know them just yet, and then boom, we have just literally projected our opinions of that person onto our next door neighbor. <clears> and then they. You know, they have that to judge. It, it, yes, especially if they aren't uh, solid as a self and they are easily um, impressionable. Nibble. I feel I'm pretty solid and I'm impressionable on that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if if I feel I'm relatively solid because I'm aware of it because I'm talking about this even and I'm still impressionable, then think about all those other people who are literally Mr. and Mrs. Sensitive yeah. to that. Right. Half-truths are obnoxious to me. In our family, we say... And and this is a, a wisdom that Joy has brought in because Joy has a deep allergy to this stuff. And now I like do half too. truths. Yes, half yeah. truths, Be- because she lived with it for so long. Um, but a half truth is a is a full lie. Mm. So, <clears throat> an example of a half truth does something come to your mind? Yeah, I mean, uh, need in the yard mode for us from a staffer. Hey, did you mow the yard? Yeah. Well as they're either A, going to mow the yard, like they're literally walking to, uh-huh. I might not be on the premises, and they're walking to the lawnmower because mm-hmm. they put it off for a day, sorry, mm-hmm. or or they did mow the yard last week, but they haven't Ex- yet mowed it this week. Yes, like I have mowed it. Right. Yeah, I've, right. I've mowed it recently, which may have meant last week, mm-hmm. meaning you haven't done it the time that I'm obviously asking Right, about. a very generic example of that, yet I think you all get the picture. I've been on the side, I've been on one side of a half-truth. It's deceitful. Uh, it's absolutely deceitful. And then there's like victimizing, and it's like, oh, they were so mean to me. Oh, mm. they did this to me. No, no, they didn't. Actually, you were the culprit. You were, anyway. Well, this brings up a topic that I, I think people who are, in business as business owners or I didn't do lawyers it. I didn't do managers. It. I didn't do it. Right. They have to deal with dishonesty in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, it does not need to be discussed here how vital honesty is in relationships, in parenting, in, you know, in families of all kinds. But it is 100% just as vital in the workplace. Right. And it's and I think if you lie in the workplace then you lie everywhere. And I think if you lie about little things, you'll very easily learn to lie about big things. And it happen it, it happens everywhere. Right. And then there are people who lie who say that other people are the liars. So weird. Which is a way to continue to promote their version of reality which isn't an honest or, as a result, real one. And the reasons why people lie are many, right? Avoiding getting caught, avoiding being known as the people that they actually are, um, trying to make themselves look better than they are, um, trying to, you know, um, not take responsibility for something that maybe should have been done or didn't need to be done that was or wasn't. It, there are all kinds of reasons, but none of them is, is a good one, unless it's 1940 and you're hiding Jews in your attic. Because that's back to the teleological suspension of the yeah. article, right? But whether you're doing things uh, that you're supposed to do at work or doing things that you aren't supposed to do at work, telling the truth is 100% vital. It's absolutely necessary. And in my world, that's a fireable offense to lie to your employer. Yes. Now, um, 
let's talk about too the so this brings another point. I want to get your take on company loyalty. I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, sorry. Company loyalty. Yeah. Um, in my world, I have experienced in social settings lots and lots and lots of people who will very quickly throw their employer or manager or boss or company under the bus. And in a social setting, I mean, I'm okay because I know that there there's like an entrusting of information. Like if it's a genuine complaint or, or concern. Right. But if it just feels like it's uh, an attack or it's trivial or it's just whining, it makes me wonder, like, wow, how, what if everybody in that company did the same thing this person's doing? What would the morale, what would the culture of that company look like? Wow. And what do you do about that? What do you, what do you expect from people who work with you? I just in want world of I want people to be fully truthful, like we just talked about this half truth stuff. There's way too much at stake. Get you know, getting out of your own way and realizing that literally the operation is uh, just so dependent upon you trusting your fellow woman or man and coworkers to do their job, do them effectively. Hey, I don't like. I mean, think about like okay, ragu, which is. Uh, Matt Mazpan or Mazapan or whatever. Anyway, it's a big, big uh, company here in Owensboro. It employs a lot of people. Ragu sauce, you've probably had it, put it on your spaghetti along with other things that they do. I mean, there there are people that are vital to that operation. And where am I going with this? Why am I talking about Ragu? My point is, is like Megan, there's somebody that wanted to work here, but we have heard them talk about their employer poorly. And we don't want to uh, hire them here to assist when we know good and well, if they're talking poorly about them, they're going to talk about us. And not that I care if people talk about us, but I think it's important that you don't. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Like, talk about that. Why? Why is it important that because people you look not stu- do that? You look stupid. Like, first and foremost, you look stupid. You make the organization operation look absolutely stupid. The, the, the leader that signs your check, let's go, like, very bluntly, like the person that literally extended the olive branch and said, hey, join us. Like, think about that. Like, think about right. that. You were somewhere else at one point. You literally, let's say let's say that this olive branch that was extended to you was one that helped you rise above. Like, you were working a, uh, an hourly minimum wage position, and here you are drawing a nice salary, working for a good company. Everybody has their hiccups and flaws and things that they're kind of sifting through. I mean, look at, you know, Morris Family. We're, we're a, a, a five-year-old company. Right, there are people that have been with us, like Brandy, from literally the ground level. So right. they've seen a lot of change. Right. But let's say that you have literally been just whoop pulled out, and here's this opportunity where you're going to bash somebody that's literally giving you a leg up. Right, that makes you look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that literally closes the door to other opportunity. You know, that's it. it it's 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 mind numbing for me, and it's actually just so you know if you've done it, people catch on. And people notice it. They may never ever bring it up or and, to and your they, attention. Yeah, and it may, they may not consciously notice it, but they have. They have. It's been noted. Yes, and it does. So it changes. Frustrating. Yes, and you know, you wouldn't want to go around talking to just anybody about your children or worse, your right. spouse. And you know, and I hate it when people do that in social settings. They make jokes, and the jokes are at their spouse's expense. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's funny. I think that's cruel. I think it's disrespectful. And I never, I never participate in that. And there's very little that I wouldn't like participate in because I'm not, I'm not offendable, you know. Right. But that's the kind of thing where I think it's just disrespectful to your spouse. And and honestly, I'm mostly talking about men who do that about their wives. And you know, when people a lot of women like, do it about their husbands, they though, do. Too. I just don't happen to be there yeah, because that true. tends to be an all women's um, group, which uh, I guess is <clears throat> you know whatever. But I I know that there are men who will. Say, look, you know, all you gotta do is is just just say yes, say yes, ma'am, and that's it. I'm, you know, <laughs> happy wife, happy life kind of thing. And I'm like, you know, it just really diminishes the complex personality of the person that they're married to, and the friendship that they have, and the intimacy of emotionality between them. Yeah, I would never say anything like that in public about. Oh, I just wouldn't, and so I don't think that's funny. And I think if you if you're not gonna do it about your spouse. You might want to consider why you would about your workplace. I mean, this is a place that pays your bills, you know, pays signs your, your checks, and gives yep. you an opportunity to 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 feel accomplished and to rise in the ranks. And why would you speak Blows about your employers? My yeah, mind. And even in our culture, I'm have even this past Monday, you were gone. I was running the staff meeting, and I was like, "Listen, everybody, two things. Number one, you have to tell the truth at all times. And I don't know why I'm having to say this. Maybe it's because I'm." A parent of younger kids, and I have to say this to my. You well, know, that's funny that your child. You said this because I didn't know that you said this at the Monday morning. Yes, meeting. I did. That's funny. I said number one, you have to tell the truth at all times. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter if you think that you, what you did, you're, you're going to get in trouble. I mean, really, you're an adult. You don't get in trouble. Like we we have <laughs> consequences for yes. our actions yes. lifelong, but we're a team and we care about each other. And if you didn't do something, just go do it. You can think later about why you didn't do it and think later about getting on a better management schedule. But right now, do it. There's no reason to lie. You're all, it's always, you're always going to get caught. Right. Number two, I said, we must not allow negativity and gossip to linger or to grow. When you are in the car with one of your colleagues you are not going to talk about this place negatively. You're not going to talk about your employers. You're not going to talk about each other. You're not going to talk about policies, new or old. You're not going to talk about processes, and you're not going to talk about people, including loved ones whom you might serve. You're not going to do that negatively, period. Right. So that's just something we're going to have to continue, I think, to encourage. And we have great people. Like, right. No one is you know, in conspiring to try to threaten or undo but i know and no one necessarily like inspired that conversation per no, se it's no, just i think no. it's i think I, and it's i told important. them that yeah i said i'm talking to y'all this has nothing to do with y'all no one th- this is not about a specific situation but this happens in companies it happens in businesses all the time and i see it all the time and so i'm bringing what i'm learning from somewhere else to bear here saying listen let's not become that let's do better than that we can do better than that i just think it's uh, uh having a conscientious conscious conscious mind there we go and being not lazy not lazy i think if you're just not lazy i think that's the first step i agree god being <clears throat> half truths that's a form of laziness too yes because you only have to cover up what you ended up not doing because you were lazy. And we've all done it. I know. I of course. literally have all done it. But the moment that you literally speak full, fully a truth, it's like you are so free. You are free. It is gone. There is no ammo that is against you. It's like, oh, okay. Try it one time. Let's say you're backed into a corner and they're like, hey, did you eat the last piece of cake? Yeah. Terrible example. Yeah. What are they going to say? 
damn it, I wanted that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. Right. And then then the next thing done. you know, you just, yeah, it's done. It's gone. It's over with. But then there's an investigation that's in if you say no. And then next thing yeah. you know, people are interrogating. And yes, it's a real thing. Just be honest. Being brutally, uh, uh, reverently, and yeah, honest. <laughs> Close to that is excuses. Yeah. Now, I know that there's a difference between that. excuses and explanations. I also think that really neither is necessary. Neither. Excuses simply shift or they are an attempt to shift the blame, which of course we know what we think about blame. Blame isn't blame doesn't help anybody, mm-hmm. but but I need to be able to take responsibility for my own actions and by making excuses, I'm shifting that responsibility to something or someone else. Explanations give the rationale why I did something and that can matter. But that can only matter after I've taken responsibility right. for it. So I can say, I ate the last piece of cake. I'm really sorry. I probably should have asked if anybody else wanted it before I had it because for me, it was my second piece. Say, The explanation for that is, I know I'm not going to eat again until 9 o'clock tonight, but that's no excuse. Right. That's just That was my thinking but my thinking still led to a behavior that wasn't as mature as it could have been. In my leadership role, I didn't mean to interrupt you, in my leadership role, it's that's a new thing that I'm struggling with, is not allowing, because um, I do cut people off, like in instances where there's, you know, small matters that need addressing, and, mm-hmm. you know, we all do mm-hmm. like to give an explanation. Sometimes they're excuses, sometimes they're genuine explanations, right. and mm-hmm. I, it's a struggle for me, but it's important for me, and I've been saying, you know, I don't care. Right. Like that's that's literally not even helpful at this point in time. Right. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off, but No, no, no. I, you that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Um and you're right. I mean, we've all we've all done it and it, it's really easy. I I have I have had a tendency because as I've told you before, what had happened was <laughs> I don't like being I used to have a real big problem with being wrong. I've gotten much better at that, but much better actually. But still, you know, it's an old habit and that's hard. So historically, rather than just say, I'm such an idiot, like why? I'll give you an example. Yes. Joy, I know, I love examples. Joy mm-hmm. and I were leaving the house and so, the better way to go is to turn left <laughs> and go about a quarter of a mile and turn left. And then we're near the bypass where we can go anywhere in the city. Or we turn right, and that means we're going through the city. You know where mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Well, so I'll turn right, and Joy's like, didn't you want to go to such and such? And I'm like, yeah. But, I mean, this way we can go here, 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 and here. And she's like, okay. And she's no, she's thinking, he can't say, I went the wrong way. He's got to give me all the examples of why we're going this way. So now I'll say, dang it. I won't say that. And then I'll turn in our neighbor's driveway and I'll say, I was wrong. I meant to go that way, but I turned right. I just, I was wrong. I made the wrong decision. There's no, you know, as a joke, I'll I'll like go overboard on it. And it's funny. Recently, I did turn left. There's a stop sign. I tend to pull (laughs) up (laughs) to stop signs far. Oh, like in the intersection. A little bit, like I, think you I just I, want a new truck. No, I love you know I love my truck. I I just it's almost like I I want my person to be parallel to the stop sign. When I have a hood, 
that's like seven <laughs> feet long. <laughs> so I pulled out. It was a little too far. And another, and this van was passing us one night. And granted, they were inappropriate. But he late, they were going. It was a four-way stop. It was their turn. And they went. And I wasn't blo- impeding them. But obviously, they had a concern that I might. And so they laid on the horn, and the female passenger was just giving me all kinds of sign language. That's sweet. And I was like, man, they are, they must be having a really bad night. And Joy's like, well, I mean, look how far in the intersection you are. <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't matter. You know, really, I should have just been like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. And blowing them a kiss. So this happened recently. I did make um, I, what I thought was a mistake. In my driving, I think I. <laughs> Doctor Carroll, by the way, has had to re-earn his driver's license. <laughs> so anyway, I pulled up next to this guy, and who's also in a truck, and I rolled my window down. His was down. And I said, "Hey, I just want to apologize for that back there. I I was I, I clearly wasn't paying attention." And he was so gracious. He was like, "I don't even know what you're talking about." And I said, "Well, I think I got. I think I went, and it was your turn, and I'm I'm sorry about that." And he's like, oh, gosh, it's no big deal. No, but, you know, thank you, but no big deal. And you extended arms. And, and then we held hands and we thumb wrestled. And then we exchanged numbers. And Rochambeau. He's going to start working here next week. Sweet. So anyway, the point is, take responsibility. It is disarming. When people flip you the bird, say, I am so sorry. And then they're oh. And oh, then they, yes. And then they feel so bad. This is the point behind Jesus's uh, instructions that if someone takes your coat, give them your outer cloak as well. Because in the first century Palestinian Jewish world, nakedness was shameful. But if you took your clothes off because I told you to, the shame is on me, not on you. So if I take your coat and then I require your outer cloak too, then I'm the one who's ash- who should be ashamed. And I'm the one the community will look at as being shameful, not you. Yeah. So the point is, like, say you're sorry. And the other person who's flipping you off is like, oh, oh, okay. Maybe, maybe I overreacted. Yeah. They're not going to say that. And if they stay in that moment, that vibe, that feeling, then that's, again, lazy on them. And yeah, they're just, they could be just assholes. Yeah. Absolutely. In the biblical sense. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I want to make a, 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 a positive word. For loyalty. And I don't mean blind devotion. I don't mean, you know, be one of Hitler's men and just slaughter people because someone told you to. I want to make a bid for loyalty where you believe that you are cared for in your company by your employers, your managers, your, your overseers, and your bosses. That you're cared for, that you're seen as a human being. You're heard, you're respected, you're understood, you're taken good care of. Policies are going to come your way. They're not always going to feel right or well-timed or potentially successful. But they come from another place where there are people who have done a lot of work, doing a lot of thinking, and who are ready to try something. And as a person who's on that team, you're going to try it. I, I keep coming back to, you know, the Tour de France. And when you have your franchise cyclist, Everybody else's job is to get that person to the front of the line. You know you are hired to get someone else to win. You know you will never win that race because your franchise player is the one who's going to be pushed to the front. Wow. That's your role on the team. Yeah. 
And when he win, wins, the team wins. And yeah, the your team's names don't go down in history as the Tour de France winner, but the team is what made that happen. You're part of a team, and your loyalty has to be to the team. And it can't be just to your ideas or machinations or opinions. It has to be to what's right for the team. So that's why marital work works in businesses. That's why it's good to do family therapy in businesses because it's the same concepts. You're a team. Look after one another. Picture your house, you who are listening, the the people that dwell in that and the ongoings or ons go, ongoings, ongoings, and then picture the neighbor on either side or neighbors on either side of you. So you have three houses, all of which have three different things going on inside their house. So the things in which you do, you know you do. The things that your neighbors, each of them do, know they do. Now put another level to that and you have you know, your executive team that's on the perch that sees all three of those operating in different ways, but getting a job completed. You may question why a policy or procedure is implemented because all you see is what's inside your dwelling, inside your cubicle or inside your department. But the big picture makes perfect sense. So get out of your own way for the big picture, for the betterment of... And trust. Yes. Well, um, this is a, a, a shifting of topic, but I did want to talk a little bit about uh, that. We're we're kind of in the Halloween season at the mm-hmm. time of this recording. And are you a Halloween fan? No, sorry, no, I'm not. Tell me about that. Tell me about it from the first. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I I just have never been a Halloween fan ever since. Are I you was a little. fan of any holiday? <laughs> Christmas. It's Christmas starting in now. Starting November first for you? No, no, no. Now. No, okay. Oh yeah, now it's Christmas right now. Yes. Well, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. So Halloween, did something happen where you're no, not allowed I, to dress up? Or? No, I was always dressed up and always did really well. And my mom, who's very artistic, would do really cool makeup on me for like being a vampire and like really cool stuff when it was before the being a vampire was cool, I guess, when I was like five and four and whatever. Yeah. And uh, we always went all out, carved incredible pumpkins. My dad could carve a pumpkin. That's one thing that he did teach me, that in yard is like carving pumpkins. I don't know. It just, we went all out for Christmas and and it was just kind of like a flyby to get to Thanksgiving, Halloween was. Mm-hmm. And I guess all those years of when everybody thought that the candy was getting poisoned and people were putting people were putting ta- who the who in the world would waste their time to put tax in candy instead of just eating it all, like it's ridiculous. So they remember the years of just everyone being so fearful of like yeah people razor have, blades yeah like exploding starbursts and whatnot. It's just so dumb. So I guess it probably locked, lost its luster then, mm-hmm. and then I just became a <laughs> destructive Halloween, like all teenagers do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a long-winded story. Nothing happened. I didn't get like, you know, punched on Halloween or I don't no, I didn't. I'd like to start a business venture. Okay. Where you we'd get the you know those pre-bagged salads in the produce section. Yes, we have Dole one in our fridge. And other companies. <laughs> I want to make them that are about half the size of a dollar bill. Okay. Like if you turn a dollar bill on it on its on, end. On, yeah, on its side, like the it. bottom half. Okay. And I think that would be 
a little salad in a bag, you know, that would be a perfect thing to hand out to trick-or-treaters. A salad. Could you imagine my son going to a door to get a salad stick or something? He would literally, well, he is five. Nobody says screw you to trick-or-treaters like yeah. the guy handing out the salad or the apples there are people that do give apples yeah. and stuff then there are people who hand out full-size candy bars yeah and we love those people yeah we do yeah that's really really nice yeah, i am dressing up this year high five of what uh uh mr potato head a t-shirt no the it, the actual thing the whole thing is megan gonna be mrs potato head no where are y'all she, going uh we're going trick-or-treating in our neighborhood and then every year, the Kellers, we have for years and years and years gone over there. I think this is our fifth year going. So they, to their house? Mm-hmm. Cool. We go into that neighborhood, which is the best neighborhood to go in. Is it really? Yes, it's packed with kids. It's like what I remember as a kid. Yeah. So I'm actually getting excited right now, so that's sweet. So therefore, maybe I do like Halloween. I mean, it is literally sidewalks are I packed. I think you like it. Why do I say I don't like it? Maybe because is you don't a, like being on the on a bandwagon. I'm, I don't like being on bandwagons, but... Because it's Halloween and area time, and people like it, and you don't want to be a number. I, I don't know that that's it. I mean, I'm not trying to disagree with you. No, you're fine to disagree. I don't know that that's it. I don't know. I, Do you think it's because it just seems pointless? No, no. I think it has a lot to do with like uh, the scary movies, too, because I don't like scary movies. I'm not a scary either. movie fan. They scare me. <laughs> they scare me, too. But I'm you so know, proud of myself. I did I can... watch one. I want to tell you something, though. I love dressing up in costumes. Yeah, I know. I love it. I know you do. You all go all out. Joy, this year at a party we went to this past weekend, was the uh, Dia de los Muertes, you know, the woman, the the Day of the Dead. Mm -hmm. And it was a just awesome, awesome costume. I was a ninja, Mm -hmm. which I've never been a ninja. It was a last-minute decision. But it looked good. But I had these these contact lenses yeah. in that were just awesome. Yeah, they were pretty cool. So that was a lot of fun. But I'm I like like I we don't do like Comic Con and Gen Con and OMG Con and things where people do dress up like that. But I, but I love I'll use the word I love cosplay. Like I like being in costumes. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. You know, but here's the thing. You know, they're they're coming out with ethical rules about how to be around people in costumes, because people confuse them like that that they're actually the person they're portraying, and then people touch them. Oh, happened to me. Really? Someone came up to me once when I was wearing a costume, and they put their hands like on my chest. And they started like moving it around and stuff. This is in front of my wife. And um, I was like, oh, ho, ho, that all belongs to Joy right there. Yeah. And I should have grabbed the hands and put them away and said, you know, no, thank you. I should have been more specific about right. that. As she would have been. But well, that, I, if that had happened to her, I, somebody would be on the floor. Punch them in the face. Yeah. But, um, but that, that's the thing. It's like, Nobody would ever do that. No one would ever walk in my office and like put their hands all over my chest. So someone that has like a infatuation with like potatoes are really gonna go ham on me. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm gonna turn you into some French fries. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's funny. Do you know there are like thirty thousand varieties of potatoes growing in Peru? 
Are you serious? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. They, they eat lots of potatoes. <laughs> Are they fat? No. No, of course not, because they're active. Yeah. They do something called walking. What's that? It's all people need to do. If you just walked, you'd be healthy. Yeah. Anyway, tis the time for costumes, and I do enjoy it. But I think it's I'm thinking I'm done for the year already. Can 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 we make the announcement now that we're closing on another funeral home on Wednesday? Go for it. Well, we're we'll the following episode will be the the actual name of the funeral home, but we've been working on this for like 9 months, right? Yep. And yeah, so this Wednesday we we close, so number 6. Number 6. Number six, six uh, communities are going to experience us, and we're pumped about that. Yeah, it's gosh, exciting. it's exciting happy for you. Happy for us. Yeah, there's no, there's no U in us. Well, they're technically, but just the letter U. Yeah, that's true. Like there's no I in team, but there's an M and E, but they're reversed. That's right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Ha it is. It is exciting. Yes, it's exciting. It's so fun. It's it's rewarding and challenging, and we have construction going on everywhere we've been overcoming objections and making people feel good and appreciated yeah. and loved and people have really come to understand that the experience they get is is first class first class mm -hmm. yeah i'm happy for you it's awesome really happy for you thank you yeah happy happy you want to see everyone out or do you want to yeah, we should. I, I, we've got to do this again soon because next week you're, you're going to be down there for an entire week. So we'll have to record number 106 before that happens. Yeah, we will. We'll get that done. We yeah, will. Maybe over the weekend or something. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. We'll do that that uh, idea you brought to doing that that drunk podcast. You know. And like, oh, yeah. That was my idea. Like drunk history, but yeah, drunk podcast. You, you start sober and just drink through it. And see how funny it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Or annoying. That'd be good. I think it'd be funny. Okay, and that's next, 106. Okay. I'm Dr. Carroll. I am also Jonathan Carroll. Yep. That's makes two of us. Yep, that's interesting. I had a, read a meme the other day that said, I um, had a paranoid schizophrenic in my office and I charged them the $120 and he said, hey, I'm good for the 60, but you have to get the other 60 from the other <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Pretty funny. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. I'm Nathan. This is You'll Die Trying all day long. If you haven't listened to numbers 1 through 105, I'm going to catch up. <laughs>